ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you just need to get up from where you are, pack your bags, and go somewhere else to become successful? Do you perhaps believe that you may be at the wrong place to enjoy your best life? Well, if so, you are about to find out the secret on how to bloom where you're planted to enjoy your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, unwavering, manifesting, kinetic believers all over the world. So glad you are back with us again today. I'm Stephen Canyon. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. If you've got any questions or comments, stephencanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Megan. Yes. Greetings to you, my Hello. friend. Hello, greetings. How are you this fine, oh. rainy, cloudy day. <laughs> I'm ecstatic to be back. I'm so excited to do the podcast. The sunshine is inside of you, isn't yes, it? Yes, You're radiating. Always. It's on my shoulders. Our last week here in the Appalachian Mountains, and we're headed out to Arizona. Oh, yeah. Where the sun is truly shining. The desert is isn't calling. It? Isn't it, though? Yes. But it's been a lot of fun here, hasn't it's it? It's been a blast. Beautiful. I love the, the lushness of this place. It's been wonderful. But you know, at Beautiful. this altitude where we are, um, it's still not quite spring. And you can see no. the green trying to creep up the mountain, but <laughs> it's, it's not here yet. It's at the bottom of the mountain at the grocery store, but it has not <laughs> <laughs> made its way. That's why you're at the store. <laughs> So yes, that's where the flowers Seriously. are blooming. But it, it's, it's on its way. Yeah. The birds are just now starting to that's show up true. on top that's of the true. mountain here. So, Look, I want our audience to know that we are, this is a celebratory podcast today. We have, we've created a library of over 130 titles Woo-hoo. for the Kinetic, yay, for the Kinetic Believer to be able to listen to on demand anytime, day or night as needed. And actually beginning with today's edition Uh, Bloom Where You're Planted. We're going to continue issuing a new title every week, once a week, to add to the library. Hmm. So um, the mindful guidance is essential and vital to the way of life for the kinetic believer. And these podcasts are actually designed to satiate the passion of those that are desiring to live their best lives. And that's Mm -hmm. what we've been doing. So we're going to continue creating a new in-depth podcast each week. And uh, those should drop every Tuesday that you can, uh, we're going to just be adding that to the more than 130 titles that are now in the Kinetic Belief Catalog. Awesome. Celebrate, celebrate. And also, look, remember the library, it's a resource for you guys to be able to infuse into your meditative, creative manifestations. So by all means, Mm -hmm. plan on using it. Visit the website and go through those titles and pick out something that's appropriate to where you are in your uh, imaginations and your highest viewpoints for manifesting. Yes, exciting changes are afoot. Um, Oh, we've got some more questions from our listeners. The first one is from Shiloh today. She emailed asking, quote, I would like to know more about the power of creativity propelled by things like alcohol and drugs. For example, would Jimi Hendrix be who he was without drugs and alcohol? I personally struggle with this. Great question. You do or... Shiloh does. That was in the quote. Oh, Shiloh is struggling. Okay. Actually, a lot of people struggle with that. Um, Maybe not necessarily with Jimi Hendrix, but um, just with the idea that drugs and alcohol and any kind of stimulant actually causes us to become more creative. Mm. 
Uh, great question. Yeah, really good question. I cannot, I'm, I'm super <clears throat> curious to see what you're going to say about this. Well, creativity, it's, it's the function of human ability that provides artistic and uh, initiative advances which move the world forward. And so one of the cornerstones of creativity is divergent thinking, okay? So, which is the power just to think outside of the box. In other words, it's perfecting the ability to think in alignment with our original genius of purpose. And the reason Shiloh, you said Shiloh, right? Correct, yes. Pretty name. Yeah. The reason Shiloh, that the desire to, to get there, to go deep and to feel those inner unctions of uniqueness is so strong is because the application of divergent thinking is a necessary step to sharing creativity outside of our minds. And so when you respect someone's talent like Jimi Hendrix, for example, playing, playing his guitar, and you hear about his drug use, well, it's a natural response just to believe that you know, one thing, one of those has something to do with the other, that the drugs have something to do with this creativity. So to answer your question, throughout history, there have been a, a, there's been a lot of curiosity, a lot of interest in whether, for example, psychedelic drugs have an impact on the creativity of musicians and painters and writers and, and other artists. There was a, a group from Leiden University Institute of Psychology, which is in the Netherlands, that examine the effects of cannabis on uh, divergent thinking to be able to objectively measure the effect of the drug and what it has on creativity. And what they found is that the lower dose and the placebo groups didn't experience any kind of an impact on their level of creativity. And while the high dose group actually experienced a decrease in their divergent thinking. So what these studies revealed was this, that while the sensitivities of brain activity may be interesting at best, the actual ability for any of us to apply a heightened awareness of sensory perceptions to create something original, it's actually proven to be impaired. In other words, just Think about what Jimi Hendrix could have actually manifested without the impairment. Now, Shiloh, you may be thinking, but Hendrix was an unbelievably awesome musician. Well, yes, he was brilliant. And likewise, look, there are practical explanations for why drugs have been linked with expressions of creativity. Look, drugs are used and abused by millions, if not billions of people. And yet, think about it. There are very few whom have produced any type of memorable creative innovations. I mean, shouldn't we have a billion Jimi Hendrix <laughs> all over the world? Yeah. When it's reported that somebody like Jimi Hendrix, who generates exceptionally creative innovations, was using any kind of substance, the substance being used is assumed by others just to be the cause of their creativity. Yet the vast majority of drug users are not exceptionally creative. So here we are. For the first time since our beginnings, we have entered the self-aware substance of our creative abilities. That's where science and faith have dissected the identity of the advancing soul of humankind. And so drugs are not the substance of our positive influence. Creative individuals like Jimi Hendrix, they possess their exceptional abilities despite, not because of, drug use. So the process of creating music and art or literature could be so 
cognitively demanding that artists just may seek to disassociate from reality as a way to release stress, but not as a tool for their art. So Shiloh, the purposeful kinetic believer, learns to cast down negative imaginations and carries no stress while advancing to manifest the original genius of their talents. And so because we carry no stress, no alcohol, no drugs are needed in order to be able to manifest our best lives. And it's so easy to, to understand why, why artists and people think that drugs and alcohol are necessary in the creative process, because they do make you feel as though you're uninhibited. And that's our greatest struggle as, as artists is to overcome those inhibitions. But Really, when you understand and you and you pursue that journey, like you're talking about, of being a kinetic believer and and rising uh, through that enlightenment, then you realize that you know kinetic belief really wins that war against inhibitions. Not just when it comes to art, but when it comes to your entire way of living, your entire life. Um, and as an artist, I mean, that's that's everything. The manifestation of stress is inhibitions, and so the kinetic believer is able to cast down every negative imagination, every stressor, and then become uh, uninhibited where their giftings and talents are concerned. Why do I feel like we could talk about this for the next four hours? It's such a great topic. It really is. Great question. Um, Another question. Pam wrote in to say, hey, Pam, first of all, she said, I want to be an easygoing soul. And with an upbeat attitude, but when something upsets me or someone is negative towards me, I get angry or upset and I get stuck in that negative source of energy. What can I do when someone I love assumes things about me because of old ways and it's just so negative back at me? How do I show that that's just not me anymore? I'm growing and I'm moving forward. Another great question. Yeah, family tough. Those that we love, tough. Pam, hi, Pam. Look, you are growing, Pam. You are moving forward. And the proof is that you answered your own question by saying, I'm growing and moving forward. Remember, look, as a kinetic believer, you've, you've moved forward and away from the need for validation from other people, including those that are closest to you. So when we are momentarily disappointed by someone else not responding to us in a way that we would like. It's just a signal that we're observing other people still for a sense of approval, even though we may not start off that way. But then we come right back around again to just, you know, the curtain goes down and you hear the applause and you, you lift the curtain up just to peek out and see who's, who's actually applauding me. So that validation from those closest to you, it's still there. It's just this, uh, we're still observing others for that sense of approval in order to affirm who we would like to be. Believe who you are, Pam. Trust in the substance of what you're hoping for as evidence of things that are not yet seen. Look, if you were the only person in the world for some strange reason or living with 10,000 other people for some other strange reason, either way, think to speak to be who you are. Think and speak who you are. As a kinetic believer, what other people think about you, Pam, is none of your business, sorry to say. Not today, not ever. Not when, you just, not when you're starting the, uh, on a new imaginative project as a kinetic believer. But also, months down the road, it's still none of your business. So it's, if it's none of your business, at what point in time are you making it your business? When does it become yours? Look in, look inward to relocate yourself away from 
the reflective observation of other people, remaining positive in the middle of life's swirling energetics, those worldly storms. It requires this daily preparation, which I know, Pam, as a KB, you're already preparing daily for it, but it's, it requires this. And it sounds like well, it sounds like you need some plywood for the windows to your soul to keep those occasional negative, destructive, gale force winds, those storms of life from entering in. And the plywood that you would use is constructed from your reactive imaginations. Your reactive imaginations, negative force energy can only enter in to you, Pam, if you consider it to. Okay, so here, look, before you go to sleep tonight, Determine that you will be who you've chosen to be tomorrow, regardless of what anybody else says or does. And then before you get out of bed tomorrow morning, I want you to remind yourself to be determined. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, write in your heart that every day is the best day of the year. So see yourself moving through the day as you imagine to be before you get out of bed tomorrow morning. And I'm telling you that other people will eventually notice and they're going to respond to you still in a way that they should choose, but they're going to start, their responses are going to start changing uh, toward you. Remember this, Pam, that it is not your job to change other people. It's not your job to, ch it's to change anyone else. It's your job to change yourself. And then just let all others, regardless of who they are or their relationship to you, simply be whatever they choose it to be. Our ultimate freedom as a people setting the course for our existence is the right to decide how anybody or anything outside of ourselves will affect us. Wow. What a what an insightful answer. And and it's easy to see, you know, how how this question is vital as a as a new kinetic believer and then also as one that's always progressing because in your own mind and heart you're thinking go me i've changed i've updated it's it's megan 2.0 it's pam 2.0 everyone i'm here <laughs> but you know waiting if you'll you'll totally undermine yourself like you're telling us if you keep looking around waiting for everyone to sort of congratulate you and and see what you see um isn't that amazing how we we just want to look around and pull energy from other people's opinions of us. It's just so, it's just something that we're always have to, having to be so mindful of. Yeah, well, and I think, Pam, you're, you're doing everything just right. Keep up the good work. Yeah. You're on your way. You go, girl. Well, let's prepare for today's uh, topic, and uh, mm. which I'm really excited about. On bloom title. where you are planted. Mm. So just clear your thoughts. Prepare to gain understanding. And don't believe the illusion of how things appear. Okay, we're moving away from the, the objective reality around us and tuning and returning back to the subjective realities that we all choose. And just right now, be grateful to know that we can choose our circumstances and we can choose the abundant life. It's a choice. So prepare now, make the choice. We're choosing the abundant life, choosing our circumstances choosing how things shall appear to us. Bloom where we're planted. Look, unlike the natural pursuit of life, which is inherent to plants, let's just start with vegetation and plants, blooming, planting. Um, the authoritative power to believe and then see created the human experience that we're all going through. 
In other words, whether it's a lack of, well, for plants, a lack of sun or the soil is depleted of nutrition, plants and trees tell us rather quickly whether or not they have, have any intention of prospering, any intention of blooming where they've been planted. And Megan, I know that, you know, we've talked about this. You can, we both have a green thumb. We love to plant mm-hmm. things and yes. watch them grow. To prove the point, we can move a plant that's not happy in the shade of the garden to a sunnier area, mm-hmm. and the plant begins to bloom. Yes. So location absolutely matters to plants. In fact, for most plants and trees, location is everything. And I know um, there are a lot of people that look for the hardiest <laughs> thing that can grow on a rock, if, if need be. <laughs> But it's moss, moss, whatever it is. But for the kinetic believer, location is important. Mm -hmm. Location is important only when a particular location has been aligned for the law of attraction to manifest our best intentions. In other words, we determine that we will bloom where we're planted, unlike most plants. The kinetic believer blooms where planted. The kinetic believer is creatively divergent. The kinetic believer, unlike most plants, uh, we, we can we can thrive as a hydroponic uh, um, uh, human being. We can subsist from and get our nutrients from the atmosphere around us, from the energetics that we are attracting in this vortex of life that we're creating. That's the fertile soil for our existence, for developing and manifesting our best lives. What a great visual. I love this idea that as kinetic believers, we are not fragile and we are hardy and we can thrive in any environment yes. that's, that's yes. handed to us. That's great. This is the purposeful way of determining to have fun with our intellect. It's to be creative. And this is where we begin. You know what? I'm going to delight in where I am. Why? Because where I am is where my intellect is. And my intellect is my creative genius of purpose. Mm. And so from this point right now, beginning where I've been seated and planted, I'm going to have a great time. This is going to be fun. And so we choose to bloom where we are at all times. But a fundamental mistake that a lot of people make is that they simply think that they're going to prosper and that they're going to be successful one day. I am going to one day prosper. One day my ship will come in. One day I will win the proverbial lottery. One day when I get to where I need to go, where I need to be, when I get the education, when I get that loan, when I uh, obtain whatever it is I think I need to have in order to be successful. That's a huge, enormous, fundamental mistake that 99% of all human beings make. Wow, when is such a dangerous word, this idea that you'll only be happy when you reach some sort of specific plateau. Uh, how do we overcome that? Well, I guess you're about to tell us. Well, the, diff- right. <laughs> well, the, difference, between, the difference between the way of thought and um, uh, the elite kinetic believer's way of thought, that way of thought and the way the kinetic believers think, is that the KB believes that they are prosperous now. I am successful now. I am healthy now. Happy, joyous, all those things have become me in the present tense. Imagine to desire and to think and to act in your journal in a great and prosperous way and do it now and do it in the present tense. Most of the world's population believe that they will begin to act in a successful and prosperous way once they become successful and prosperous. For example, millions of people dream about what they would do if they won a lottery. And they imagine themselves doing something that they 
aren't presently doing, imagining themselves doing. The creative result is that the law of attraction is always manifesting. It's always attracting what they do not presently imagine themselves to be doing. In other words, if someone says, well, when I win the million dollar lottery, I'm going to build this house. I'm going to buy these cars and get this boat and all this stuff is going to happen to me when I win the lottery. Well, you, are you saying you haven't won the lottery yet? Well, no, that's what I'm hoping to do is win the lottery. Well, what do you have now? Well, I want to win the lottery because I don't have anything. Their belief to not have anything is causing the energetics of the law of attraction to continue to manifest having nothing. Now, when, you, when that first flies by you as something to consider, it seems really confusing. But the way of the meditative kinetic believer is to understand the subjective reality that present tense imaginations and desires as and the gratitude that I already have this is the thing that manifests. The imagination, here's a way to look at it. The imagination for the future tense does not possess the quantum energetics to attract substance to form in the future tense. It's in the present tense. Likewise, the imagination for past tense. If you were dwelling in the past regretfully or wishing we could return to things or how great things used to be, past tense imaginations don't possess the quantum energetics to attract substance to form in the past tense. Mm. Everything, all energetics that are manifesting and creative are occurring in the present tense format of time. Practice thinking in terms of tenses. Tenses are indicators of when something will manifest. If you, if you imagine to manifest in a future tense, well, what happens when, if you are thinking that I will, and I love this analogy, and I saw, if we've talked about this before, I saw a sign in a, uh, in a gas station window one time, many years ago, and it said, free gas tomorrow. Well, and a lot of cars showed up the next day early in the morning, and um, they were wanting the free gas. And the, the uh, uh, owner of the station said, well, the sign says free gas tomorrow. And they're like, well, that was yesterday. Well, and, that was, and that's also today. Tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. A silly analogy, but it, that's the truth of the law of attraction. That's how this works. Future tense manifestations do not manifest in the present tense. Past tense manifestations or imaginations, rather, don't manifest in the present tense. Tomorrow never comes. Yesterday never comes. Present tense thoughts, words, and actions manifest in the present tense. Present tense is always now. Present tense is the only active quantum substance that's continually moving toward the thing that's being imagined. So powerful, that idea that tomorrow never comes. So if we are always putting our manifesting power in tomorrow... Nothing will manifest. Nothing will come. That's so insightful. And and what a, you know, I always love when you give us these tips that are easy to sort of hook our memory into. And to remember to think in tenses is so powerful. Being mindful of tenses is something that I just think it's it makes it very easy to remember. Becoming mindful of how we speak in terms of past tense, present tense, future tense. It's mental gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's up to the kinetic believer to construct their affirmations of gratitude in the present tense. How do we do this? We do it by journaling our highest viewpoints for thought forms in the present tense. Always in the present tense. Working in the present tense. 
Look, the individual who desires to become an Olympic athlete is coached in the exact same way. We'll just use that as an example. Well, what do what an Olympic athlete does today and repeat. Do what an Olympic athlete does today, repeat and repeat and repeat. And if I were to act and think and speak today in the way that an Olympic athlete would act and think and speak today, ultimately, I will occupy that, that day for me to compete as an Olympic athlete on, on today. In other words, the Olympic athlete became me. My body transformed to represent the kinetic energy of my belief before the circumstances of my life con- mm. even conformed to be able to align energetically with my present tense desire. So this is something we're practicing. And it's always today, always today. And there's so many examples of this. You know, it's the person that feels like, well, I need to go on a diet. I need to. I'm going to. Well, I, I know I need to, so I'm going to join the gym. But it's the person that has joined the gym, that's at the gym, that's working out in the gym, that's, make, that's affecting their future. The future is never being affected by the person that says, one day I will. Mm-hmm. It's today that changes your tomorrow. The idea that you're going to change your tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. It doesn't happen. That's not the way that the energetics of, of change work and respond. Wow, what a powerful idea that you you just want to take as much manifesting belief and action power and 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 stuff it into the day that you're in and not always imagine that that you're going to manifest it tomorrow. That's so powerful. Stuffing it so. in the day that you're in with action, <laughs> with action today. Yes. Action today is action the today. deciding uh, manifesting requirement. It's always mm-hmm. the action. You got the thought and then you've got the, the words, and then you have the action, and all of this is, you're putting all this out today. It's never the planning. It's not the procrastination. It's not the one day. It's not putting it to committee. It's none of that. It's the action today, and then the ideas and belief and thoughts that manifest. Okay, um, so I guess I just want to make sure I'm understanding this perfectly correctly. <laughs> so what would you say are some of the most common mistakes regarding how we're thinking, how most people think? I mean, thinking is it's just this natural thing that you've told us before how I can't remember the number but how many ridiculous amount of thoughts we have throughout the day obviously what you're telling us is that the natural way to think about things is that it's wrong for most of us well here's how to understand the right way versus a wrong way and we do it by observing how most people average people will think in a way that prohibits them from manifesting their dreams Mm -hmm. don't think that you will become prosperous successful Um, at peace or whatever it is you're desiring to experience by finding a way to be around smart people or by placing yourself around those who you think may understand you better. Mm. The way of the kinetic believer is to begin now today to deal in a higher way with the people around you. Somebody says, well, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of big things to involve myself with. The divergent creative creator prepares in advance to not feed off the energetics of other people. In other words, we remain the same regardless of what you can see, regardless of the big things or the small things or the uh, anything. We remain the same. Whether you're a billionaire or you are a $10 heir, we remain the same. Whether you are healthy or you're overcoming some labeled sickness, we remain the same. To say that we bloom where we are is to say that the presence of our kinetic belief is more than enough to change any environment. 
to align with our giftings and our talents and our dreams. Our belief is the continuum source energetic that creates, not circumstances. The kinetic believer is dynamically altering while attracting to become and manifest greatness where we are. Circumstances will change to conform. Our circumstances are the things that change to conform with us. We don't change to conform with circumstances. We don't change to conform with how much money is in a bank account. We don't change to conform with the doctor's report, be it bad or good. We don't change. We don't, we're not double-minded. We're not affected by or influenced by anything other than what we have determined to be. Remember, we are created in the image of the Creator with an ability to dynamically alter and change our sphere of influence by remaining steadfast to our purpose, our highest thought forms. And we do this by journaling unwaveringly while meditating to remain the same. Think about it this way. The the bias of belief of our Creator created the universe of places where nothing had existed before. There wasn't anything there to ping off of to become validated by, to, to figure out what the value of or self-image of, was of the Creator. All wow. things were, that are seen were created from nothing. The substance of our opportunity permeates all of time and space, and it's unseen. Every opportunity, every thought of healing and hope and joy and happiness and peace and prosperity, all of that comes from what's not seen. And it's the creative substance of our imaginations uh, that's not harbored in some faraway place that manifests and produces like kind after like kind. Wow. Okay. So mm, this is so exciting because it seems like you're telling us that that there's really no such thing as just being born or inherently great. I mean, let's say I don't have the genetics of an Olympic athlete or Einstein's IQ, um, but I have my own brand of of greatness. History books are, yeah, history books are filled with great men and women who were successful where they were Mm -hmm. when no one knew their names and they didn't have the IQ of an Einstein necessarily or some great athletic uh, skills and abilities. Abraham Lincoln was as great when he was a small town lawyer as when he was president of the United States. In other words, Lincoln imagined to do small little things that aligned with his highest viewpoints and thought forms when he was just out in the little community and town where he lived and grew up. His unwavering self-image resisted negative influences of his time and ultimately manifested the presidency of the United States in alignment with his self-realized personification. But now if Lincoln had waited until he somehow relocated to Washington, D.C., to begin to think and speak and act in harmony with his original genius of purpose, then he would have remained anonymous and unknown to the rest of the world, just like 99% of the world's population does. So yes, the law of attraction, um, it does not favor one human being over another. Actually, and I'm so excited for every one of you guys, you've made the commitment to learn from these Kinetic Belief podcasts, and you've entered into the energetic flow to advance and to flourish and to master the universe around you. Look, we don't attract our best lives by living in some particular location. Our best lives are attracted from where we are, which may or may not change our location eventually. And here's another misconception used as an excuse to not use creative abilities. The powerfully successful don't manifest who they were meant to be by receiving their identity from other people or by depending upon someone else. 
The law of kinetic belief manifests exactly what a human being imagines to become only when they are boldly, confidently, fearlessly, and gratefully standing alone. I love that you used the E word, excuses. I feel like every single podcast scratches a big excuse off my list. Those yeah buts. So how many podcasts did you say we've done? 100 135-ish something. So many excuses I've had to get rid of. <laughs> Really, 135. Tomorrow will be, uh, or next week, 136. Um, what, a, you know, as as I'm envisioning what what you're telling us and teaching us today, I keep wondering what if you what if you don't know how to stand alone? I mean, you know, most of us, honestly, it's it's difficult because it's rare to be alone in this world. So if we've never been alone long enough to know how to stand alone and and not depend upon someone else what what do we do how do we break free from that that i guess it's really a habit one of the most advancing things that i ever did for myself was purposing to go away for a week and to be alone and you know when i first did this i real it was after realizing i'd never really been alone anywhere on purpose <laughs> now i may have found myself you know i'm not talking about driving uh, commuting or going somewhere quickly but to purpose to be alone away from the influence of anybody else and the first time I did this, <clears throat> I went down to, I just went away to the coast. Did you, I have a question. Did you think about the fact that you've never been alone before you yes. left or did it kind of hit you? No, and that's the reason that I did that's it because I realized okay. I'd never been alone. I've always been with somebody. I grew up with a family and, you know, just kind of segued into one relationship after another. Yeah. I'd never spent time alone. Wow. And the idea of it was well, I was intrigued. Mm. Let me just put it that way. And so I purposed to do it. I took just a week. I feel I can survive this for a week. And I went to the coast and I got a, a condo there on the water. And I also made the determination, you know what? I'm not going to talk to anybody other than out of necessity. In other words, if I go out to eat dinner <laughs> in the restaurant, I'm not going to have what I, I love having these long conversations with servers and everybody that I you meet love and people. see. I love people. Yeah. But so that was my plan. And it was the most profound experience, those long walks on the beach, listening to my inner genius, listening to the, my thoughts and words and meditative time for a solid week. Well, this was many, many years ago, but it had a profound effect on me. So I turned around and did it again, took off to Costa Rica for 10 days. Same thing by myself. Ate by myself, was by myself, went through running in the jungles and, and along the volcanoes and exercise, just spent all this time alone. Did it again, went out to the Canadian Rockies and just spent uh, uh, 10 days in the Canadian Rockies riding a motorcycle out in the middle of nowhere. Just took all that time to do it alone and to, to grow inward to relocate and rewild myself, to go back to the beginning, to find out who I am, not who people say I am or think I am, not the way people react to me, not to the knee-jerk reaction because of something previously said or done or somebody's opinion or judgments or any of that stuff, casting all of that down and going back and resetting by rewilding and becoming undomesticated to every, uh, not just negative, but every other influencer that was in my life at that time. Each time that I did this, I grew and I grew more and I grew more and I became more of who I was meant to be. 
and recognizing that and then cataloging it in my manifesting journal and begin to build and construct from that to free myself from all of these influencers in life to begin to embrace the purpose for my existence. But this is the most advancing thing that anybody can do in order to locate that individual that you are here and you're meant to be. And I'll tell you that the law of attraction advances our lives and manifests our greatest desires only when we begin to stand alone. And as long as we're trying to become who we were meant to be while still relying on externals and validation, like Pam was talking about earlier, and Mm -hmm. approval from other people or by relying on things or people, we're still not operating in purposeful kinetic belief. Well, let me ask you this. You're talking about not putting things off, not putting your your success and these dreams and ideas off until tomorrow. Do you do you think that it's a good idea to pursue a specific study or or to pursue something in longevity that you want to become or just to become more informed? I mean, how does that process work? Well, sure. Once we are standing alone and we're comfortable in knowing what our original genius of purpose is for life, And, you know, we don't want to put things off when we're talking about the imagination. You know, I'm not going to become successful once I have finished with an education. Mm. Um, As Ralph Waldo Emerson said, he said, Shakespeare will never be made by the study of Shakespeare. Shakespeare will be made by the thinking of Shakespearean thoughts, the imagination, the desire. And then we can go and prepare and to grow and develop in those skills and talents, but not to become something but simply to become more of what we already are. In other words, it's not enough to just study. One must think about what they are studying. Dwell on what you're studying and think about what you're studying. It's not enough just to read a book, but one must think about what they're reading so that it becomes you and it saturates within you. Likewise, we don't begin manifesting at will simply by studying the law of attraction. We begin manipulating the universe around us by deeply thinking like kinetic believers. The intention of mindful rewilding to become great and prosperous and powerfully successful begins where we are, wherever our home is. You know, what you just said, it really made me think about Pam, again, who who seemed to be in, in the middle of this challenge and be, being challenged by her family or those close to her, like most of us are. <laughs> um Family can be tough. Um, I mean, who better to know exactly what buttons to push? <laughs> All the it? buttons, every single one of them, you know? Isn't that true? Well, uh-huh. it, it is a kinetic believer who can always be calm and kind and a considerate person at home that begins manifesting at will. And like I was saying to Pam earlier, give no more thought as to how your highest viewpoint for life as a k will change others. Remember, manipulation is an abuse of dominion. And as long as our attitude with our own family is always the best that we can think, then we soon become the one that others are going to rely upon for change. Mm -hmm. In other words, you will be a tower of strength and support during any time of trouble, Pam, and you're going to be loved and appreciated. But at the same time, and I cannot overemphasize this, don't make the mistake of throwing yourself away in the service of other people. We cannot help our families by being enslaved to them. Or by doing for them those things that they should be doing for themselves. Well, that's mm-hmm. a big one, isn't it? Unless, of course, it's a child that you're parenting. But what I'm saying is don't correct, coach, analyze, be critical of under any circumstance, any other people. And if someone asks for your advice, think, how can you advise them 
while championing them, edifying, encouraging, celebrating who they are, and never advise someone else on who you wish they would be. And in the same way, negative energetics will become you in order to prevent you from developing. You will do another person injury regarding who they were designed to become. When you wait on them and serve their demands, those who are selfish and demanding are far better off if their demands are denied. Now, that's a new way of thinking, isn't it? I mean, uh, it, I, if it needs to be, then yes, it is. <laughs> We've both talked so many times on here and, and in, in conversation how we both were, were raised and that that ain't it. <laughs> no, it's incorrect. No. And that's that's what keeps people, uh, most people where they are. Mm-hmm. As you were describing that too, I was thinking, but it's just so gosh darn easy to just focus on somebody else's issues. <laughs> Look, the, <laughs> wor- right, the world is the, the world is phasing quickly through an evolutionary process to become an ideal world, mm-hmm. a world of co-equal creators where they are no they're no longer people that are demanding to be served by other people, and yeah, this is a new way of thinking for most of the world. The advancing human species toward perfected completion will see a world where everybody bestows upon themselves and others co-equally without regard for self. Blooming where you're planted begins at home where you are. And while we're on the subject, look, don't become bothered by the failures and mistakes of any other members of your family. I mean, after all, we, what are mistakes and failures but subjective beliefs? Whoever said that it was a mistake? I mean, why do you think it's a failure of some sort? Never feel that you must interfere. This is vital. And yeah, Megan, it's probably a new way of thinking for most people. Mm -hmm. Don't be troubled if others appear to be going in the wrong direction either. Now, that's a tough one. Don't feel like you must step in and correct their mistakes. Who are you to say it's a mistake? Mistakes are a part of success. Don't interfere with success. Mistakes are necessary for advancement. There is no right or wrong. There's only the bias of desire. Allow others to experience the subject uh, of their belief, of their creative realities, understanding that all is as it should be and according to each person's expectations. You have yours. Let them have theirs. This is hard, right? Because... I mean, I'm the type of person where if I learn one tiny new thing, I just want to explode all over everyone with my new information and tell them how to do it. You know, you have to do it this way. You won't believe it. It's amazing. I mean, you know, we love the people around us so much and we don't want to see them fail. But it's interesting. I mean, you're saying this idea of failure, that it's a, that it's a subjective belief. Um, in other words, uh, what may be a failure t- to one's perspective, it's not necessarily a failure to another. Correct. And, you know, when you say we don't want to see them fail, then you have to stop and realize, wait a minute, who am I to say what failure is? And especially when we recognize that when one person fails, it's part of them becoming successful. Mm -hmm. So don't interfere with success. Remember that every single person is advancing toward perfected completion on their own personal journey. And it's a personal journey for each person. They're not supposed to be taking your journey. They're not supposed to be walking in your footsteps. We cannot improve the gestation of another's revelation knowledge by manifesting something for them. 
to imagine, to desire for some other creative human being, look, that's an abuse of their original genius of purpose. Be very, very, very careful when you start interfering with what you believe other people should or should not be doing. If it's a child, teach them. If it's not a child, let them go. Don't interfere with the personal habits and practices of other people. Even though they are your nearest and dearest, the personal habits and practices of other people are none of your business. Those closest to us must be celebrated, edified, encouraged, and championed where they are for who they are and how they are, not who we should desire them to be. And it doesn't matter if you sleep with them or not. They are still an individual with an individual pursuit and an individual purpose of genius that is to be shared and appreciated and enjoyed by you, but not to be changed by you. Remember, they are a masterpiece after their own kind, not your kind. You are two masterpieces enjoying this, this experience in the natural together. The only thing the kinetic believer is responsible for changing when something is wrong is our own personal attitude. Correct your thoughts and words and the energetics of your environment according to your creative purpose will be correct. We are only attracting our best lives when we refrain from criticism and interference, either toward us or from us to someone else. Regardless of how many people may be close to you and counted as members of your family, do the things that are right for you and all will be well. And just go, out, go on and meditate to journal your guided thoughts. And think and think deeply when you think and continuously while perfecting your unconditional love for all others. Determine that, you know what, your attitude is going to be that of uh, a creator created in the image of the loving creator. And you are among co-equal creators. You're not superior, even if you're advanced. And they're not inferior, even if they aren't as advanced as you are. This is the way to bloom where we're planted. This is the way of advancing to attracting abundance, to become wealthy and to enjoy health and peace and joy. This is the way of the kinetic believer and it never fails. Mm. Gosh, I love that. Perfecting our unconditional love never fails. I mean, what a, an epiphany, what a statement, actually knowing something that, that I can use in my life that will never fail a foolproof go-to anytime I need it, sign me up. There's nothing more powerful in the universe to be able to willfully change our circumstances in alignment with the energetics of our purposeful beliefs. Vast and great wealth, this is the way it's created. People have been healed when the doctor said they wouldn't, that they were going to die. This is the way of healing. Inventions have changed the world from the minds of those who unwaveringly pursued their kinetic beliefs. You remember the movie, um, 1917, yes. a World War One epic motion yes. picture. Fantastic. Mm. Even though it was loosely based upon a real story, the movie's a, a great example yeah. of unwavering desire, isn't it? Oh, wow, yeah, I mean, it the, is. The power of the unconditional love that one brother had for the other brother. The plot of the movie followed, if, in case you guys haven't seen that, uh, followed these two British soldiers who are sent on this impossible mission into enemy territory in order to deliver a message that's going to stop this um, I don't know, ill-fated attack from happening. And I don't want to give the story away for those that may not have seen it, but near the end of the movie, when one of the soldiers sits down by that tree, if you know some things about the war, you know that in 
Well, in 1917, that, that war was not over. There was still another year to it. Mm-hmm. But yet after every, every crazy thing that that soldier had gone through and the audience went through with him, with one supposed camera shot, where he sits down against that tree and he looks at his family and you know that he has something to go home for, even with the wound that was on his hand and remembering that disgusting scene where his hand went where yeah, it shouldn't have yeah. gone. And so, you know, it, scientifically or medically, we think this guy's not going to survive that. Right. Because that was really left sort of unconcluded there at the end. But after having observed the determination that was in this this character, you can believe that, yes, this man is going to continue to live, even though we're never told whether or not he does. But that's the power of kinetic belief that's operating with the, within the energetics of unconditional, non-judgmental love, the momentum of a desire from within will carry the human spirit through any kind of circumstance. Mm, yes, I love that story. It's incredibly powerful, especially visually. And I love how you're giving us this idea that um, he was so committed to his journey. He was so driven. And in a sense, it's like manifestation. That's what that's what's required. That manifestation, it's going to require total, unadulterated commitment. Unwavering, not being double-minded yes. commitment. You're thinking and you're speaking and you're acting toward that thing that yes. you were attracting. That's kinetic Laser energy. Focused. You're moving toward what you're attracting. We're moving toward what we're attracting. We continue moving forward. We're not sitting waiting. You don't attract something to come fully toward you. Part of the substance of what we're imagining to receive is that we are moving by faith in our works and actions toward the desire that we have, toward the thing that we're imagining to receive, and then they intersect. They come together to manifest and create to form and change our circumstances if need be. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln said, always bear in mind that your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other one thing. Wow. Nothing more important than what you've determined to be important for you. Everything else becomes secondary. It's not where you are. It's not who we live with. It's not what we know, and it's not what we say or what anybody else says about us, rather, um, about what we can or cannot do or should be or shouldn't do. It is our own convictions It's our personal articles of faith. It's our resolution that we will attract the life we choose. Wow. You know, as I'm reflecting on everything you've you've been teaching us today, it's just making me think, this is going to require a healthy ego. (laughs) You're going to have to have a really good high dose of self-esteem, don't you? I mean... I mean, I've known a lot of people that they just don't seem to care much about anything. And I guess that seems kind of sad in in contrast. Ego is simply a a way of humbling yourself to say about you what your creator said about you. Mm. It is not a puffed up kind of self-realization. It's just being honest with integrity about your identity, who you are and whose you are, what your purpose is in this life. And that is a healthy ego. That is the correct self-esteem that will manifest your best life. Listen, you are worthy of living your best life. Not only are you supposed to, but you must. Don't stop for one moment to reconsider. Fall in love with the crazy, fun-loving, weird person that you were created to be, unapologetically. 
all things work. The law of attraction never fails to manifest when you perfect love for yourself and for other people. In other words, even if you're unwavering in your desires, your imaginations, your thoughts, speech, actions, and all of that, but you don't unconditionally love yourself and other people, I'm telling you the energetics to attract your best life will fail. It won't work for you. Check your love vital signs and evaluate your love for everybody else. How do you treat people? How do you talk to them? How do you talk uh, about them? Are you bitter? Have you forgiven everyone? Because, look, these are the things that every kinetic believer needs to consider when seeking a manifestation of any kind. Offense is one of the most crippling things negative energetics will ever manifest in your life. And this life gives us plenty of opportunities to be offended. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're looking to be offended, you don't have to go very far. So what is the answer to all of this? Become so filled with unconditional love that offense can't come near you. Learn to live in love, talk in love, and edify others in love. And then when the pressure tries to come, when it tries to show up, when the hard times try to come knocking on your door, when disasters approach us, we don't have to stop and think about things. We will immediately react in non-judgmental, unconditional love. Regardless, this is the way to avoid manifesting blockers. To cultivate a life that is mastering the universe, avoid filling your thoughts with these manifesting blockers. And in the same way that a, a natural garden needs tending to remove and keep thorns and thistles out, so does our subconscious in exactly the same way. We have to be diligent to not let the thorns and or manifesting blockers uh, into our harbored thoughts what are the types of thorns that sneak in there and crop up into our subconscious anyway? Well, one could be the cares of the world, caring about what they're saying on the news, caring about how bad we have been told that the COVID is going to become or not. Most often, these are concerns, things like our health or our finances, for goodness sakes, our marriage, the children, the problems that they tell us that they're having at school or not being able to go to school. For most, this is a daily struggle right now. Well, all the time. But you cannot look, you cannot be in fear and kinetically believing to attract and manifest good change at the same time. You're doing one or the other. There's no fence that you can straddle there and do part-time, be successful in one while not doing the other. If you want to cultivate an advancing soul that it manifests exactly what you desire and to do this day after day after week after month after year as a way of life, you must journal to place worry and fear and anxiety out of your life by meditating to trust the positive, creative purpose you were created with and then gratefully trust in your genius of purpose while putting your belief in alignment alignment, energetically in alignment with your highest viewpoints concerning your holistic uh, viewpoints concerning every issue in your life, and then avoid desiring to become like other people mm. and trying to fit in somehow to become like others. Find the path of manifestation for your masterpiece, for your ideal self, for your unique, weird ego. <laughs> the manifestation of you will come with no sorrow or regret when you do. Guard your thoughts Guard them. Your longings will produce, your desires will produce those imaginations that you, you construct and blueprint for your life. They will manifest. Look, every television set, every movie theaters, radio magazine with hundreds of cable channels and the internet and all of that stuff 
I'm telling you, it's not difficult to find an unlimited supply of all this foolishness to imagine to attract into your life. We were talking about it this morning. What a horrible um, thing we started to watch uh, on Netflix a couple of months ago. We said, uh-uh, no, we're not going to have it. It's not coming into this house. And so we shut it down. It's, it's foolishness yeah. to imagine to attract that stuff. So don't do it. Don't do it. Wow, what a powerful episode. You know, you've really given given us and taught us so much today. Um, I'd like to do just a quick fire recap because that helps it get really seated when you've gone through such a huge amount of material. So just a few notes that I made, actually 10 highlights that I that I came away with. Number one, be mindful of tenses. Number two, law of attraction is not a respecter of persons. You're, you, you are your own brand of greatness. Number three, reset and rewild with alone time. Number four, don't just study, but make sure you're having those immersive imaginations. Number five, no matter what, stop getting self-affirmation from others. Number six, stay in your lane. What may be failure to one isn't necessarily failure to another. Number seven, don't interfere with personal practices and habits of other people. It's none of our business. Number eight, perfecting our unconditional love never fails. Never fails. Number nine, manifestation requires total commitment and nothing more is more important than that resolve to that manifestation. And number 10, only say about yourself what your creator says about you. So good. Move to the front of the class, Meg. Boom. You got it. Man, Nailed if it. we can do those 10 things, yeah. we're... Awesome. We're, we're uh, you got levitating. It. You got this. You got it. And that's the purposeful journaling uh, journey for the kinetic believer. Yeah. This is what we are stirring up in our thoughts. Yes. And we do it when we lay down at night to go to sleep. And before we get out of bed, before I put my feet on the floor, mm-hmm. that list you just went over, I'm stirring my thoughts up and I'm becoming mm-hmm. dedicated to that pursuit. And life changes, circumstances change, and things manifest in according to my best expectations because of that list of things. Yeah. Thank you also to Shiloh and Pam for submitting those awesome questions that we got to begin with. I Good really stuff loved those. Sure. Look, you know what? When we spend time, again, and I just want to reiterate this, consuming random information because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we are in just being locked in right now, people are probably consuming more random information than ever before. But when we do that, when we spend time consuming more random information than we do the internal purpose of our souls, the purpose for our being, the purpose of our lives, we become cluttered And we take on the thorns that crowd out the unwavering journey of kinetic belief. Check your manifesting vitals, evaluate your unconditional love stance, and avoid best life blockers. Every day on purpose, the kinetic believer is cultivating a condition that receives every mindful thing from the universe. You will have a good fertile soil for each of your articles of faith. And you won't have to wonder why your manifestations haven't shown up. This is the abundant, prosperous life that all of us, everyone is created to live. Whoever you are, it's in you right now. It's within you now to do this. You can do it. You should do it. Love yourself enough to do it. Let's work on some guided uh, thought forms now. Just say this. Say, I am centered and trust my inner genius. I am centered and trust my inner genius. Fear is no longer within me. Fear is no longer within me. I was created to prosper. I was created to prosper. I agree with my purpose. I agree with my purpose. Now imagine this. Imagine that you are beautifully made because you are. 
and imagine that that is the case and receive that and believe it. Believe that that is the truth for you and that you have, regardless of what you've been told, imagine you have great health. It's perfect. You have all the wealth you've ever imagined to have and the wisdom of what to do with it and how to use it to serve you and those around you. And it already belongs to you. And imagine that you're flowing in the direction of prosperity every day, not just sometimes. And it's coming toward you while you're moving toward it. And imagine you are so optimistically happy, not because of how you feel, not because of what you see, not because of what somebody has said to you, but because it has become you. You are optimistic happiness. Somebody says, I wish I were optimistic happiness. And you can say, well, that's me. How can you possibly be me? I am that manifestation. <laughs> I am optimistic happiness. Why? Because your genius of purpose dwells within you. And it, part of that is for you to be the substance of happiness. Imagine that. And imagine to be unconditionally now in love with who you are and the characteristics of who you were created to be. Mm. Say this out loud. Say, I am liberated. I am liberated. From the fears of the world. From the fears of the world. And all of its negative energetics. And all of its negative energetics. I am confident. I'm confident. And determined to prosper mind, body, and soul. And determined to prosper mind, body, and soul. I am at peace. I am at peace. I have my health. I have my health. I am prosperity. I am prosperity. I am me. I am me. I stay persistent in me. I stay persistent in me. Regardless of what others, others may say. Regardless <laughs> of what anyone else may say. I accept each day. I accept each day. With enthusiasm and confidence. With enthusiasm and confidence. That I am expanding. That I'm expanding. To become more. To become more. To live more. To live more. And love more. And love more. And I always act according to my chosen beliefs. And I always act according to my chosen beliefs. Without hesitation or fear. Without hesitation or fear. I'm on the journey of my best life. I'm on the journey of my best life. Wherever I am. Wherever I am. And right now. And right now. This is where I am. This is where I am. From now and beyond. From now and beyond. I am prosperous. I am prosperous. Mm. Abundance is here. It has already shown up, hasn't it? Wow, yes. What a powerful episode. Thanks for taking us through that. That was quite the journey. I felt like a lot of of, of information and truth and knowledge crammed into one one hour. Wow, so powerful. Every person you know, is just so beautifully made and all these things belong to you. And, you know, it's, mm. it's nothing, uh, it's, it's sad for any of us to go through this life not manifesting what was meant to be ours and it, it always comes back to this your subjective belief determines determines life mm -hmm. determines the life that we will all live and experience so take charge of your subjective beliefs and all things will change mm -hmm. law of attraction 100 day guided journal it's written as a book and it, it was turned into a, a guided journal to help anyone establish their personal genius of of purpose, their articles of faith, their convictions. And you know something, we were just talking about this earlier today. I, I think somebody just ordered seven of these books. Yeah, They're doing I it with, a, with their small group of, of friends, but it's because it's fun. And it is a journey, and it's a process of mastering kinetic belief, which is a, an amazing journey because it's, it's real. It's the real deal. Stuff starts showing up that you don't have to purchase. Mm -hmm. You don't have to beg people for. You're not competing for. It just becomes you through the power of the law of attraction. 
person. And so it's a journey to manifest immediate peace and joy and happiness and mm-hmm. all of those things while attracting abundance. And you can grab that at the website, stephencanyon.com. There's so many cool things on the website as well. So you have the the hard copy of the guided journal, which is beautiful. And I love the finish on that. Have you ever noticed how it, it's a matte finish? It almost mm-hmm. has like a, I just love the texture. I'm a very texture person. It makes it nice to carry with you. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- yeah. I love the how yeah. it feels. So that's the hard copy. But then you also have the digital version as well, which really enables you to, to reuse the journal. Um, we mentioned Pam earlier, and she was almost done with her first journal, and she was so excited because she got the digital one to start all over again after she's done with day 100. So you have the digital version as well. And then there's the Genius of Purpose workbook. That's a great companion to the journal as well. So many cool things happening on the website. We also have the the private Facebook group for kinetic believers that is just growing so quickly. It's just a fun community. It's encouraging. It's full of positive vibes. Just a great place to check in with every day. And again, we've created that library of over 130 titles for the kinetic believer (laughs) to be able to listen to on demand anytime, day or night, and uh, do it as needed. And uh, we're going to add today's bloom where you're planted to the library. And then we will be back again next week. Um, We're going to have to uh, we'll be in in uh, Sedona, Arizona. Yes, absolutely. Podcasting from there. The desert the sunshine. really is calling. I'm so excited to get out there. Yeah. Well, thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom today. And I just cannot wait for next week. I'll see you then. Okay, bye.